0: Hallelujah! 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 Thank you, Jesus! Thank you, Jesus! Thank you, Jesus! Thank you, Jesus! Praise God! The Lord bless you. you can be seated. I uh, suppose you've seen from the sign. If the Lord led in that direction, what would be happening? Be preaching to you tonight. Preaching on prayer. I uh, was just uh, back, coming back from the funeral today, and I said had this message burning on my soul, and I called up here and said, can y'all switch that sign over, and uh, put up there, we we'll would be preaching on prayer tonight, and uh, so they did. I guess everybody's seen the sign, didn't they? Amen. Thank God for the sign, and the work it's doing for the Lord. Praise God. And uh, believe it or not, we got the electric bill in this week. You probably ain't going to believe this, but uh, we couldn't tell a bit of difference. It was just high to start with. So thank the Lord for it. It didn't triple, double. Amen. But I'm serious. I couldn't, could not tell any difference. I don't know. Maybe the meter's hung up. Amen. Hallelujah. I want to preach to you tonight what I feel led. The Lord, uh, praying, laid this on my heart. I preached this for my benefit and yours as well trust it will benefit you but uh, I've learned this about prayer that uh, if you uh, as you're going along if you'll hear somebody preach about it, pick up a book and read about prayer that it'll just uh, stir up something within you and oftentimes I do that because I know that it is our source of strength and power And uh, as I was meditating upon this message and upon my purpose for preaching it, I could not help but think of this. And I believe that I can say this without uh, hesitating at all, that the spiritual foundation of this church, the spiritual foundation that has brought us to where we're at in the Lord, has been this message on prayer. I would not hesitate if anyone asked uh, in fact i was long ago met with a, a minister at uh, pastor's first baptist church and he asked that question and i told him i said uh it's i believe totally been through the results of prayer and getting people to pray i, I believe this that first of all if you're going to lead people they've got to be willing to follow you can't lead somebody that don't want to follow amen people that don't uh, follow they're not being led they're just kind of doing their own thing but uh, people that are willing to be led willing to follow if, if they've got that kind of spirit within them and then you preach to them about prayer and they pray then you're moving on because I found this out that if you can get people to pray uh, you can lead them in every area of their walk with God and if you can't lead them into prayer you can't lead them nowhere that is the truth amen I'm going to say it again if you cannot if I do not lead you in prayer I'm not leading you anywhere because the first thing that's got to happen in your walk with God You've got to learn to pray. And if you will pray, then I can lead you in faith. Your faith will go high. Amen. And I can lead you in all the other areas that a Christian life, doctrine. Let me give you this one. I can lead you in holiness if you'll pray. Nothing makes any sense except people pray. People who do not not pray uh, will be very carnal, very cold, very indifferent. The spiritual things and the things of God. I don't know how many times I've preached this message to you. Uh, we were at the uh, special service the other night for Brother Burr, 40 years, and Sister Burr was testifying, and they got quite of a laugh out of it. She said uh, she had heard Brother Burr preach many, many times and heard him preach some of the same sermons many, many times. And she'd always enjoyed it every time. And uh, they got quite of a laugh. I don't know how many times I've preached this message, but I'm not apologizing for it because I want to tell you how important it is again. I believe that this one single message has made a tremendous difference in this church, bringing us to where we're at. I do not believe that we would see the the victories that we have seen in people's lives except uh, God has led me and gave me this message, and I preach this message to you people, and you open up your heart. And received it and uh, the results have been tremendous see it's a miracle when you see a hard heart come to God and bow down and melt and when you see that person change everybody say change there's no greater miracle you'll ever see in your life I don't care if you see somebody jump out of the wheelchair or not I don't care whether you see somebody that's totally blind and their eyes are then open. I don't care what you'll see. You'll never see nothing greater than see a man or woman that is bound by sin. Bound by sin. Bound by sin. It doesn't have to be drugs. It doesn't have to be cigarettes to be bound. I'm telling you, you can be a goody-goody person and still be bound by sin. Bound by this world. Amen. Amen. Found by this world. Oftentimes we hear Brother Morris give his testimony. Oh, aren't we glad to see Sister Morris able to come to the house of God and worship God? Thank God for that wonderful victory. Amen. And I believe a result of prayer again. Hallelujah. I know it is. But whether you were like he testifies to, and just, you know, not too bad, really, or what, whatever depths of sin you were in, I'm telling you. It takes the power of the Holy Ghost to break the bondage of a man or woman's soul. Only the power of God can do that. And, and without it, a soul can never be set free. That is the reason that it's important that there would be a spiritual church, prayed up church, when people walk into it, they feel the impact of the spirit of the Holy Ghost. My friend, if you're in this building tonight and your lifestyle has been drastically changed through the power of the Holy Ghost, you have got some prayer warriors to thank. Not only God do you have to thank, you have some prayer warriors to thank. You believe that? You better believe it's the truth. Amen. If they had not have prayed, there would not have been the atmosphere. Amen. For you to have come to God and the bondage of sin to be broken away from you. Thank God for prayer warriors. That's what's brought this church to where it's at. And I'm preaching to you tonight, I believe, a foundation stone that has been put in this church in the last number of years. And I thank God for it. And it's some of you, perhaps I guess, have not heard me preach this message, but it's six steps to a prayer life. I want to give them to you tonight as I felt them refreshed in my soul again today to preach to you this message first of all the first step to a prayer life is the attitude of prayer and then second gleaning prayers and then the third one is praise and fellowship the fourth is is earnest prayers and the fifth one is praying in the spirit and then the last one is memorial prayers we've got a commission to do to fulfill the word of the lord we were commissioned to in first thessalonians the fifth chapter the 16th verse 16th and 17th verse two very very short scriptures i'll just read them to you you don't have to look them up one is rejoice evermore and then the 17th verse says this pray three three words pray without ceasing pray without ceasing and after praying and seeking the lord god gave me this message and uh, gave me these thoughts that i want to share with you tonight leading you into a prayer life. And I believe the very first step if you're going to have a prayer life, everybody say prayer life, is that you would adopt an attitude of prayer. If you're going to pray without ceasing, you're going to have to get an attitude of prayer. Acts the 10th chapter and the 2nd verse, the Bible says, Cornelius, he prayed to God always. Constant prayer, an attitude of prayer. What is happening is the spiritual mind is versus the carnal mind. Our attitude is changed when we receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And then what an attitude of prayer does for us is this. It reprograms our mind. When you come to God, you've got to have your mind reprogrammed. You curse without thinking about cursing words come out of you before you even knew what you were saying. Why? Because it was in deep within you, in the subconscious mind, to curse, and to swear, and to take God's name in vain. But when you come to God and receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost then your attitude and spirit is changed and your mind is reprogrammed and you get this attitude of prayer going. Let me give you the answer to what an attitude of prayer is. It's praying through the subconscious mind. Praying through the subconscious mind. Second, it's always being in a frame of mind to pray. Always. Always being in a frame of mind to pray. Never a time when prayer would be out of place in your life. Never a situation you get into that praying would be out of place. An attitude of prayer, I believe, are these three things. It's praying in the subconscious mind. It's always being in the frame of mind of prayer. And then third, it's you're constantly concerned. Have you ever seen people that when they got at church or they were getting a real good blessing on Sunday night, they seemed to be concerned about what God thought about them? If you get an attitude of prayer going, you're constantly concerned. What does God think about me? Is God pleased with what I'm doing right now? Is he pleased with what I'm wearing? Is he pleased with the way I'm talking? Is he pleased with the way that I'm living? Is he pleased with the way I'm thinking? This is an attitude of prayer when you become constantly concerned about what God thinks about what you're doing. And then fourth, an attitude of prayer is this. It's simply meditation. And it's meditating upon the good things. The Lord gave me this little thought, and that is this. Meditation is the fertilization of either seed, whether it be good or bad. What you think on is what you really are as a person. What you think on is what you are. And what you allow to stay in your mind and meditate upon, dwell upon, You're fertilizing a seed that's going to come forth. That's the reason a person with a filthy mind will fall into filthy sins. A person with a mind of adultery, and they do not keep their mind in check, it's like a remote control in you that will lead you down the path of adultery. You will cross paths with people that have your same spirit and fall into that pitfall of sin. If you've got an attitude of prayer and there's a constant prayer in your soul, I'll tell you what it does. It weeds out. The Spirit of the Holy Ghost can't stay in your mind and your thoughts and adulterous thoughts being there at the same time. Sinful thoughts can't stay in your mind when your mind is on God. It may be a passing thought and it will only be a passing. It will go right on through because you'll have your mind stayed on God. And every time you catch your mind off the things of God, you bring it back in line and keep it in check and you keep it focused on the things of the Lord and keep this attitude of prayer going. I like what David said in Psalms. He told us what prayer, what what meditation would do. His first, first book of Psalms, first chapter one and two. But his delight is in the law of the Lord and in his law doth he meditate day and night when you get your mind so programmed that when preachers are preaching the truth to you you don't feel your spirit drawing up but you meditate and you're a delight everybody say delight you just delight in the law of the lord and his law you're going to meditate day and night Then here comes the promise. Remember this. God will never ask you to do anything except there's a reward right behind it. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Thank God for the promise of the Word of God if we will have a spiritual mind and our mind will remain upon the Lord constant. Oh God, give us an attitude of prayer. Give us an attitude of prayer. Attitude of prayer. When people have an attitude of prayer, they become spiritual people, and they turn into spiritual giants. Hallelujah. But it starts at a very small place and a very small point. It starts with an attitude right. Before you'll ever learn to pray and ever have a spirit of prayer and a prayer life, you've got to get this attitude going right, these thoughts going right. Your mind stayed upon the Lord, praying and walking carefully before the Lord. Then this step of prayer will lead you to the next step that I want to give you tonight. An attitude of prayer will lead you to gleaning prayers or short prayers, short prayers, I believe this has been one of the most powerful things in my, my walk with God is one day when I learn to have an attitude of prayer, and then second, I learn how to have gleaning prayers or short prayers. Short prayers, what it is, gleaning prayers, if every time the thought of God comes to your mind, you pray. Every time. Wherever you're at, who's ever around you, it makes no difference. If the thought of God or anything connecting about church comes to your mind, whether you're driving your car, wherever you're at, whatever you're doing, you just simply say, I love you, Jesus. You've been good to me, Lord. I want to walk with you, God. I want to please you, God. I want to be what you want me to be. And you learn how to pray these little short prayers as you go along. I learned this from a couple of people. I watched it in their life. One was my mother. Another was a great prayer warrior by the name of Brother Verbal Bean. My dad as well were great prayer warriors. And, and I watched them and listened to them and, and be on a trip or drive in the car. And, and every once in a while, just something would come up in their soul. And they would say, Jesus, I love you. Lord, I praise you. Oh, hallelujah. You'd be surprised what the devils are doing around you when you're doing that. He's trembling and he's backing up and he's shaking in his boots. Amen. 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 It consists, it can be either verbal, you can do it out loud. If you're around believers, you are to do it. Hallelujah. But if you're around unbelievers, you should never do it. The Bible is very plain about that, that you should not cast your pearls before a swine. Some people want to be a witness. They're, they're stirred up about witnessing, and that's great. The best witness you can be is let your light shine. Hallelujah. Through doing right and treating your fellow man right, paying your bills, being honest, being fair, doing what's right. But they but you don't need to confuse them because they don't understand spirituality. They don't understand an attitude of prayer. They don't understand gleaning prayers. They don't understand short prayers. And you don't need to confuse them. Everybody say praise the Lord. You can pray to yourself. I've been in the midst. I've, I've been so blessed a number of times standing shoulder to shoulder on elevators going up. People just almost in your face standing right there. A talking in tongues of the Spirit of God would give the utterance. A spirit of prayer. Oh, it's beautiful. I'm going to tell you what. That, that, that's a wonderful thing about walking with God and serving Him. And uh, is these beautiful experiences the Lord gives you as you go along. Hallelujah. You know, when you start to pray in the morning, that prayer doesn't ever have to end. You may have to go on the job and, and lay brick and, and do different things, whatever you're doing. But in your heart, that the Holy Ghost can still be moving in your soul and a spirit of prayer continues right on in your heart all through the day all through the day you're talking to him i love you jesus you've been good to me lord you blessed me you kept me you've kept your hand on my children amen god i'm believing you save my children hallelujah 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 just learn the the power there is in these short prayers i think of it like this it's like a wonderful thing about it is when you do it, you never know exactly what you're going to feel. There's been times I said felt very dry and very awkward, but the thought of God or church came to my mind, and I said, thank you, Jesus. And when I said, thank you, Jesus, I felt a charge in the Spirit. I felt a charge of the Holy Ghost shoot through my soul, and tears began to run down my face, a blessing I would have missed if I had not allowed that little short prayer to come out of my soul and out of my heart but because I didn't even know it was there I didn't know it the Bible said the spirit of the Lord it's like the wind you, you can't see where it's coming you can't see where it's going you don't understand it you don't know how it works but all in once here it comes and you feel it blow across your soul hallelujah hallelujah and I'm telling you you'll have many wonderful experiences with God while you're driving your car because you had a little short prayer man man hallelujah, an anointing of God come up in your life. Let me give you the purpose for short prayers. It's to keep you in contact with God. I'll tell you what happens. People that have short prayers, when they come to church or they start to pray, it doesn't seem awkward. This is what brought me to this point. I prayed, but uh, between my prayer time, I found myself, it was like It was like, God is a long ways from me again now. I know I touched him yesterday or touched him this morning, but now I'm fixing to pray now, and it seems like it's so awkward for me to even start. And I found out that when I started these short prayers that it did away with that. Is anybody, can anybody, you know what I'm talking about? Have you had that experience? Amen. It just seems so awkward to go into his presence. But once I started this short prayer, A lot of that was done away with. I've never felt, really felt awkward anymore. Amen. He's just as close to us as our hand, as our very breath. And that's what he wants to be. Hallelujah. Another thing that short prayers will do for you, they'll serve as an appetizer. Man, they'll work on your spiritual taste buds. When you have them short prayers, there's something to get a hold of you that'll, it'll, it'll make you want to pray. When can I get along with God? When can I get where I can have a place and a time where I can really just open up what's in my heart and let it out? It helps condition the mind for spiritual things. It helps you condition the mind for spiritual things. The, The Bible said to be carnally minded is death. But to be spiritually minded is life. Everybody say life. Talk about the life there is in the Holy Ghost, the more abundant life. And this is what short prayers will do for you it will keep your mind conditioned. Let me tell you one other great thing it will do along with that it'll keep foolishness in check. It'll keep foolishness in check. Hallelujah. Well, that didn't go over too good, but it's still a needful thing even among adults. I mean, you can just get carried away and caught up with carnality and foolishness. But when you've got little sh- short prayers going, you're with somebody, and maybe, you know, just kind of get carried away. But if, when you come back around and you think about God, and you have that short prayer, you can feel yourself touching, touching the eternity again. Touching the, the other world again. Mm, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Short prayers, I'll tell you what they do. They honor God. It's a blessing. It'll make you more spiritual. When you sit down to eat your meal, if you will have a short prayer, sincerely, out of your heart, by doing that, you're honoring God. I love short prayers. I love to join with people in prayer. I love to pray short prayers. We were the other night in the, in the office and a couple of ministers before we walked out here to start the service. I said, let's join hands and let's pray. God will give us a move. Don't tell me God don't honor people that honor him. Hallelujah. They're powerful, my friend. God sees it. Amen. And and, uh, I can remember as a child, my dad going on a trip, just start getting out of town. He'd have a word of prayer. Lord, keep your hand on this car. He'd say, "Let's, let's all pray. It's honoring God. I know this is foolish to the world. I know the world don't think like we think. But we're, we're supposed to be thinking different than the world thinks. I'm telling you what it's doing. You're honoring God. But just a short prayer, you're reverencing God. You're asking for His plan, His blessings, His approval, His help upon your life. Wonderful. Another wonderful thing about short prayers is this. It is a spiritual radar. It's a scanner. I'm telling you, if you'll pray short prayers, you'll you'll be in a position that whenever something's about to happen or you're in danger, you, you'll feel a burden come over you. And uh, you can begin to pray and rebuke dangers away from you. It's a radar. It'll work. I remember several years ago on a youth trip in Galveston, Texas, going in a Greyhound bus that we had chartered. I'm sure that driver, he didn't know what to think. But I was sitting on that bus about 5 o'clock one evening, and we were headed with the young people back to a little place where they could uh, ride some rides and different things, and a heavy burden just moved over my spirit. And I started in praying and talking to God, and the young, all the young people on the bus joined in and started crying and seeking God. We, we got to that little place where they was riding them little rides, and uh, Gay Fraley at the time got on one a little boat and, and uh, water about six foot deep. She flipped that boat over and under that water she went and it was dark. How many young people was on that trip? you remember that? Oh, I don't even know why they allowed them, allow them to operate such a dangerous thing. I'm talking about fast little speed boats. And uh, I know without a doubt it was the hand of God. A manner, I've... I, leave that bus, we could have been following a casket, a hearse, back to Little Rock. I'm telling you, short prayers work. Hallelujah. The Holy Ghost knows what's fixing to happen and knows danger out there. Everybody give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Sister used to be Sister Bridges. She, uh, she could tell you about short prayers. She believed them. She stopped at a light. I believe coming home from church, a man opened the door on the passenger side and jumped in that car. Of course, it's not hard to have a short prayer right then, is it? She went to praying and talking in tongues. About 900 miles an hour. That fella said, hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it. (laughs) Just settle down. Stop this car. Let me out. (laughs) Hallelujah. (laughs) Hallelujah. Hallelujah. (laughs) Hallelujah. Let me out of here. (laughs) The third step gleaning prayers will lead you to is a time that you get along with God in praise and in fellowship and worship to the Lord tell you one thing about praying too many times people say you know just give me an instant fix they want to take a pill for this and and a quick fix for this and a quick fix for that but uh, I tell you God is sovereign he doesn't need any of us if you're too big big a hurry to pray for the Holy Ghost he'll let you come and go right back out the same way you came in I've seen two people too busy too big a hurry to seek the Lord, and they wonder why they never felt the presence of the Lord or never received what they seen others receiving. It does take some time. Everybody say glory. Oh, I wished I could stand up here and preach to you people. You know this is the way you do it. Just spray a little bit on, uh, and that's it. You know, just just come get it, and, and it, it, that there's no time involved, but just not the way it works. I've got to tell you the truth. It takes some time if you're going to touch God. Take some time of getting along with God. First of all, it's important that you would see God right here with you when you pray. The devil wants to make you seem far, far away from you. But you need to be able to see God right here. You need to pray with confidence that God's farming God's with me, and God is helping me. Listen to this. Is there just something sweet about this? Matthew, the 14th chapter, the 33rd verse. The Bible said, When he had sent the multitude away, he went into a mountain apart to pray. And when he when the evening was come, he was alone. Ooh, does that do something for your spirit? And when he had sent the multitude away, he went into the, a mountain Apart to pray. And when evening was come, he was alone. There to pray. There to seek God. Tell you what, as you begin to fellowship with God, you start out praising him, it brings fellowship with God. The Bible said that we should pray. Philippians, if you want to turn... Philippians the fourth chapter and the sixth verse said be careful for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving let your request be made known unto God. And the peace of God which passeth all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. But in everything everything the sixth verse by prayer and supplication let with thanksgiving let your request be made known unto God prayer fellowship even your prayer request request should be made with thanksgiving then uh, second Corinthians the 10th chapter, And the filth verse, casting down imaginations, and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God, and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Then Jesus taught us this: when you pray, enter into your closet and pray. When you went into the closet, shut the door. He certainly wasn't talking about a closed closet. I believe he was talking about that when you pray you've got to bring every thought into captivity. You've got to focus in on what you're doing. You can't just go around hallelujah, move Lord, work Lord and dreaming, daydreaming of your job and daydreaming of other things. You've got to what you're saying has got to be coming out of your heart and off the drawing board of your heart a special designed prayer of how you feel about God in order to pray. If you're going to pray, you've got to bring ever, cap, ever thought into captivity. every thought to the obedience of Christ and then get in that closet of prayer. I'll tell you where the closet can be tonight. It can be right where you are sitting tonight. You kneel down. You can close the world out and close everybody else out. And it's just you and Jesus. And you begin to seek after God prevailing and seeking the Holy Ghost. Then, after praise and fellowship, it will lead you to earnest prayers. Earnest prayers. In James, the fifth chapter, and the sixteenth verse said, Confess your faults one to another and pray one for another that you may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Elias was a man subject to like passions as we are and he prayed earnestly that it might not rain and it rained not on the earth by the space of three years and six months. And he prayed again and the heaven gave rain and the earth brought forth her fruit. Earnest prayer. Everybody say earnest prayer. Praying earnestly. I had the Lord speak to me one time in prayer it was this thought the Pharisees prayed there's a lot of people pray that are praying but there's not a lot of people that pray out of their heart and fervent prayers and earnest prayers and sincere prayers it's one thing to go through the motion it's one thing to hear the message preached tonight and say preacher said I've got to have a prayer life so I'm going to have a prayer life I'm going to start praying And just go through a routine of prayer. And it's another thing to say, I've got to have a prayer life. And I'm going to dig in. And I'm going to pray. And I'm going to pray earnestly. Hallelujah. I'm going to pray out of my heart. i tell you, the biggest challenge that I've had as a pastor, it's not, and I rejoice and thank God, how God has blessed you people to want to give. But the biggest challenge that I've had is getting people to pray. Amen. I'm one up preaching tonight. I'll do the confessing. Did you know that there's not ever a time that I go to prayer that I do not feel my flesh pull back? That's right. Once I get started praying, and I know there's another side of me that loves it. <laughs> Come on. Anybody tells you that that uh, their flesh just loves prayer. They ain't got the same flesh I've got. Probably not the same flesh you. Flesh will never love prayer. You'll always feel a little uh, spirit that'll kind of draw back a little bit when you know it's time for prayer meeting, and you know it's time to go to the church and pray, or you know it's time when you start. It's it's like it's like taking that little lamb and leading it to the altar of sacrifice. As they depict in the pictures of, uh, of when they'd bring an, uh, an offering to the priest, and he'd lay it up on that altar, that little lamb would be stretched out, his little legs pulling back as that man led that little lamb on, pulling him on. That's a that's a good picture of our flesh. You know what a lot of people do? They just give in to their flesh. I mean, they feel that pull back, and they just they just let the flesh do what it wants to do. And they're never victorious in their walk with God. Hallelujah. Well, I'll tell you how I've always depicted to you people and showed you what you have to do with the flesh. Y'all know how I've done it? How many knows how that I've showed you? Yeah, I see somebody reaching back. Sister Eaton back there. you got to reach like this and you got to get the flesh by the neck. Amen. Get a hold of some of that loose skin and say, Hey... Whether you like it or not, here you go. Whether you like it or not, here you go. I, you know, I, I get I get mad at my flesh. I get aggravated at this flesh. I can get with people, men, stand around and talk and then look and see. And man, I've already stood around there an hour and just threw away precious time talking about nothing. And you start to pray, and the devil will fight you tooth and toenail. The greatest thing on this earth, the, the best way you can spend your time is talking to the King of kings and the Lord of lords. i tell you what, everybody believes in prayer. You may think I'm almost wasting your time tonight, but I promise you, if you end up by midnight tonight, and you're sitting in the emergency room of any of these hospitals, I promise you, you'll believe in prayer. I promise you, you can take a trip tonight to any of these emergency rooms and you'll find the hardest hearted people that act like, that never pray any other time. promise you. You go up to them and just very gently say, we're praying for you. They'll be grateful. Say, I appreciate it. I tell you, the Holy Ghost is at work. The Holy Ghost is at work. It's at work in this city. Somebody was telling me today, said a sinner man, he told me that every time he passes in front of that church, he's feeling something. You better believe he's feeling something. You can feel it right now. Sure he's feeling something. This traffic, when this traffic passes by this church, they're feeling something. It's more than a beautiful building. It's more than a big sign. It's the power of the Holy Ghost. It's the anointing of God that's in this place. <laughs> hey man, I was walking in this building tonight, praying before this service. And I told the Lord, Lord, you knew we were going to pray when we got in this beautiful building. It was going to be used for the right purpose. It's going to be used for prayer, seeking God. And I confess to you tonight that if I listen to my flesh, that's what's so sad. I don't mean to reflect on ministers, but the biggest problem in the ministry tonight is there's no prayer life. Man, I can't tell you the evangelists that I've had come through this church and never one time come up on them and catch them praying. Never one time. Carnal, cold, and indifferent carnal cold preachers make carnal cold saints how can you learn to pray if somebody don't lead the way and pray and press and encourage and boost and push and shove beg and plead I'm telling you friend there's no purpose in this building you can turn out the lights and forget it sell it to a denomination if we're not going to pray it will serve no purpose. It's wasted money, wasted time. We've got to have prayer. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Fervent prayer, fervent prayer, fervent prayer, where people invest themselves in prayer. We're going we're to face the Lord one of these days. And I'm going to tell you, when we get more caught up in this natural and we're willing to invest ourselves, young men. You know who are to really be turning on the prayer in this church is our young people. Young people, you've got strength. And it takes strength to pray and to pray earnestly. I'm going to tell you, when you invest yourself in prayer, hallelujah, and you turn 40 years old, you're about wore out when you get through. <laughs> hallelujah. Yes, the more you are to nod your head. You know it's the truth. If you put yourself in it, if you pray out of your heart, if you pray fervently, if you pray earnestly, if you give it all you've got, if you put your heart in your prayers. Amen. Fervent prayers. Not cold and indifferent. Five examples. One was Jonah. How'd he pray? Brother, he was in the do you think he said, "Oh Jesus"? He didn't know, know his name like we do. Oh God, would you please help me? I'm here in this big old belly. Looked up and he seen that rib cage and he said, "It's a. It looks like looks like a jailhouse in here. Bars. Hallelujah. Would you please help me, Lord? No." no man. he he said uh, he said i've been to hell oh jesus oh jesus it's so sad whenever things have to drive us to pray that's been one of my personal spiritual goals is to say devil by the help of the lord i'm not going to be driven to prayer because of situations i want to drive situations Ooh, I felt the Holy Ghost. I don't want situations driving me. I want to drive the situation. Hey, I'm telling you, I've experienced all I'm preaching tonight. And I found out it's a whole lot easier to be able to say, Thank God I'm glad I prayed. I'm glad I fasted than to say oh lord I wish I'd have been going to those prayer meetings oh lord I wish I'd have dug me out of prayer life oh lord I wished I'd have been a praying it's a whole lot better it feels a whole lot better it feels a whole lot better when you face sickness or you face death or you face financial problems whatever you face I don't care what we face I don't care what stands before us I'm telling you Friend, when you can face it with a prayer knife, when you can say one thing I know is that I have prayed. Everybody stand your feet and clap your hands. Rejoice in the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Devil, you're a liar. You're not going to stop this church from praying. You're not going to stop us from having victory. We're going to pray. We're going to pray, we're going to pray, we're going to pray. Young people, pray. (laughs) Hallelujah, hallelujah. I watch them play ball and I think, oh God, I'd like to see them pray like they play ball. You can be seated. Amen. I'd like to see them invest themselves in prayer. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Like we do so many times for the natural things and get nothing out of it. Jonah, everybody agrees he prayed earnestly. Amen. If you believe he prayed earnestly, wave your hand. Jonah, the second chapter, the seventh and tenth verse. Hannah, the Bible said she prayed. She came to the house of God and she got in agony. God, I want a son. I want you to give me a child. And she prayed. She prayed until there wasn't anything coming out of her mouth. Her lips were moving. And Eli, the prophet, he thought she was She was drunk and said put away the wine and the strong drink and she said oh man of God I have not drank wine or strong drink but I have poured out my soul before the Lord oh devil you're a liar the devil sits on people's shoulder and says it won't work it won't work I'm telling you what it works it works it works it's the only thing that really works only true answer to your problems is through prayer I like that. I'm not growing weary by the grace of God. What am I growing? Everybody say it. Say it with me. Determine. Put that on the devil's nose. When he wants to make you weary in your walk with God and everyday life and all the pressures of life, say, no, devil, I'm not going to get weary. I'm just going to get determined. I'm determined. I'm determined to live for God. I'm determined to overcome. I'm determined to walk with God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Love Him together. Bless that wonderful name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus amen hallelujah 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 <laughs> thank you Jesus thank you Jesus well glory hallelujah 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 <clears throat> hallelujah 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 <sighs> amen Peter, it was in jail. The church was praying. Locked between the guards, no hope of getting out. But the church went on their knees and started praying. They were praying, and they were praying earnestly. And they were praying fervently. An angel from heaven comes down. The chains drop off. Peter comes walking out of that jail. Those doors that were locked, when Peter stands up, walks up to them they just fly out and he walks through and he makes his way back down to a little house prayer meeting where the churches are praying where the saints of God are seeking him seeking the Lord and saying oh God they've already beheaded one but we can't stand to see them to do it to brother Peter in the name of Jesus Christ we believe in you Lord hallelujah he goes to the gate knocks on the gate and the little girl comes to it sees Peter and And cannot believe she's so overjoyed. Goes back to tell them, Peter's standing at the gate. They said, no, it can't be Peter. It must be his angel. No, it's him. But they go to the gate and they find Peter standing at the gate. Because somebody prayed. And somebody prayed earnestly. Hezekiah, Isaiah comes to him and says, set your house in order, you're going to die. Hezekiah said, I don't like the news I've just received. I'm not going to accept this. And the Bible said he turned his face toward the wall. And he began to cry. And he began to pray. And seek. After the Lord Begin to weep the Bible said. And as he began to cry. God said Isaiah go back down there. And tell him. I've added 15 years. To your life. Listen to what. Jesus. The Bible said being in agony. He prayed more earnestly. And his sweat was as it were great drops of blood falling down to the ground. He prayed. Next step is the step of praying in the Spirit. Tell you what, it's hard to tell somebody how to pray in the Spirit. It's like trying to tell somebody how to get the Holy Ghost. But I just want to give you some guidelines. If you're going to learn how to pray in the Spirit... You're going to have to be broken. Everybody say broken. You're going to have to humble yourself. Repent. Too many times we're looking for the results and the effects of the Holy Ghost before people get what they need to get in their heart. Just because somebody speaks a few words that you don't understand, that's not enough. This thing's got to change you. Hallelujah. I'll tell you what will change you. It's when you tie yourself to the altar and you become broken in spirit. As I preached to you the other night, is Abraham taking Isaac and he offered him up, He, he bound, the Bible said, he bound little Isaac on that altar and he drew back the knife to slay him. I'll tell you, if you want victory in your life, and learn how to pray in the spirit you're going to have to learn how to kill your flesh praying in the spirit is no more than this it's simply a right attitude one of our biggest problems is it's hard for our attitude to melt there's a lot of pride in us there's a lot of self-will in us man it stands up big and tall and it screams out But the only way that you can ever learn that wonderful secret of praying in the Spirit and the travail moving through you and being able to weep in the Spirit is that your flesh would be put on the altar. I've mentioned this to you before, but let me tell you again. Anytime you're praying and you want to go deeper into the Spirit, you want to feel more, when you're helping somebody in the altar, I'll tell you how to help them get deeper in the Spirit. Just tell them this. Put yourself on the altar die 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 put yourself on the altar the more you say here i am god break me lord use me lord i want to be what you want me to be you will immediately feel the spirit of the holy ghost something will pick up in your soul and in your spirit because it all begins with a broken will and breaking this flesh Oh, I love this praying in the Spirit. This is the ultimate to pray. All praying is good that's done sincere. But the ultimate to prayer is whenever you can reach that point that it's easy for you to go over into that other world. You go out of your mind and into the mind of Christ and the Spirit begins to pray through you. Romans, the 8th chapter, the 26th verse. Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities. For we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit, the Holy Ghost itself, maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. And he, talking about the Holy Ghost, that searcheth the hearts, knoweth what is the mind of the Spirit, because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. The Spirit, it helps our infirmities. We don't know what we are to pray for as we ought, but the Spirit. Everybody say the Spirit. The Spirit of the Holy Ghost begins to pray through us. Do you think it's any wrong for me to encourage you to seek for this and to ask God to let you every day and every time you pray to be able to reach that point in prayer of where the Spirit takes over? You're talking about the ultimate in praying is whenever. Can you imagine the great God of heaven that knows all things, sees all things, knows what you're going to face that day, no, there's nothing. He has unlimited power, vision, and understanding, knowledge. And now now it's not you praying. It's not our little peanut brain figuring out what we need to pray for. But the, the, the mind of Christ, the, the Holy Ghost, God himself is making intercession through us. And the Spirit is praying and all we are we, you know what we become into? We just become a channel. He just, is just rolling through us, and that's the reason you go into it and you don't know what you're saying. And that's the reason it goes into groans, which cannot be uttered or cannot be copied. There ain't nobody can go oh, 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 and still be. They're not praying in the spirit. But it's when the Holy Ghost gets a hold of you and those groans, you begin to groan in the spirit. No longer is there. There are words of English coming forth, but it's just a groaning of the Spirit, and the Spirit itself is making intercession. Everybody say, praise the Lord. Everybody say, glory. Hallelujah. First Corinthians, the 14th chapter, and the 14th verse, First Corinthians 14 and 14. The Apostle Paul, see if he didn't know what we were talking about here. He said, for if I pray in an unknown tongue... My spirit prayeth, but my understanding, it's unfruitful. If I pray in an unknown, unknown tongue, then my spirit prayeth, but my understanding, I don't know what I'm saying. Then here comes a question. He simply asked this. What is it then? Question mark. I will pray with the spirit, and I will pray with the understanding also. I will sing with the spirit, and I will sing with the understanding also. He said, I'll do it both ways. I'm going to pray with my understanding and I'm going to pray in the spirit. I'm going to pray both ways. I'm going to let the Holy Ghost pray through me and then when it's not praying through me, I'm going to be a calling on his name and I'm going to be a seeking him. Everybody say glory. Jude the 20th verse. The Bible said, "But ye, beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost, building up yourselves your most holy faith, just a praying in this unknown tongue. Tell you what it's like. It's like trying to tell somebody how to how to swim. You can't tell them how. They just got to get out and go to work in their arms and legs. You can give them some guidelines, but it's, it's just something you pick up in your soul and in your spirit as you walk with God. But every child of God ought to be striving for that and ought to be seeking for it. Amen. It's it's being in earnest. And relaxed at the same time. How do you do that? I don't know. But it works. Fervent. Amen. Yet confidence. With confidence that God's with me. And God's praying through me in the spirit of the Lord. It reminds me of a, the very first person I ever see, seen receive the Holy Ghost in Diasburg, Tennessee. First first message I ever preached. First revival I ever had. And there was a couple there that had been praying for five years. And uh, she came back a few years ago to the church on a count meeting and testified, I don't know how many, 18 years later, and she still had the wonderful infilling of the Holy Ghost. Hey, it was longer than that. That's been, uh, I was 16 years old. So uh, I, was, I was going by the church. <coughs> it's bad when you lose count. Hallelujah, everybody say glory. But uh, I just thought she was uh, trying to help her husband and, and we can help people some, But I want to tell you something. We can't do it for people. We can encourage them to yield. But when there's sin in their life and they don't want their stinking flesh to die and get on the altar and we're trying to get them to say some syllables, they're not getting nothing. Nothing but confused. Everybody say amen. That's right. But I'll never forget that lady. She was telling this. She got the Holy Ghost. After praying for five years, they had prayed for the Holy Ghost for five years. And after praying that long... She got it, and uh, then uh, her husband was still praying, and, and they said, help him to yield. Tell him how to yield up and loosen up. And she went over there to him, and she said, I'll tell you what, dude, just let your tongue wag. I don't know how to tell people how to pray. I don't know how to tell you how to pray in the spirit, but it's some way you just get loose. You just get free. My daddy used to say get free as a little bird. I know one thing, it sure does feel good hallelujah i know when i feel it and i know when i don't feel it amen and it's wonderful to feel it thank you jesus hallelujah 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 amen come to the organ last last step in prayers memorial prayers you don't have to worry about your prayers you know you know what troubles me is people that i have talked to that uh you know they heard the message and they prayed a little bit and then they backed off and they said you know they just uh, started charging god falsely said god he already done this and he already done that Well, well why well you know i told him to in about 15 minutes what all i wanted him to do that's not the way it works a prayer life becomes a lifestyle amen let me give you a goal tonight Work on your prayer life until it becomes, it just becomes part of you. No big deal. I mean, yet it is a big deal. But no big deal. I mean, amen. You know, the devil wants to always keep you tense. And and he wants to always uh, keep you, uh, you know, playing like children play. Well, you know, I did this, you do that. Yeah, I did this, you do that. I'm not doing this, you do that. No, it don't work like that. You just... You get in love with him and you just walk with him and you live for him and I don't know how it works but I'm telling you it works it's just like the farmer goes out and starts sowing the seed just keep on sowing it yeah birds are gonna get a few some's gonna fall by the wayside that's kind of like prayer well that prayer seemed like it didn't come past this didn't devil stole it hindered this don't worry about it just keep on putting out the seed keep on putting out the seed I'm telling you, you're sitting tonight in the results of prayer. Amen. To go back and put your finger on the date and the time and say, this is when God gave this miracle. This is when God did this. No, it's hard to get all that lined up. He has a way of just kind of of blinding everybody from that. Hallelujah. He just wants us to, why? Did I hear somebody say why? I'll tell you why. He wants you to walk by faith. He wants you to learn to pray, not because, now God, you're going to do this if I do this. No. I'm doing this because I love you, God. I'm doing this because I want to fellowship with you. My flesh don't want me to fellowship, but I'm, hey, I've already learned something about this flesh. This flesh is rotten. This flesh will mess you up. This flesh will keep so many good things from you. I'm not going to listen to this flesh. I'm going to discipline this flesh. I'm going to bring this flesh under subjection. I'm going to work on this flesh until I build a prayer life and a walk with God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. When can you put your finger on it? When can you put your finger on it to let it came to pass so many things and I, I, I tell you what I think it is a whole lot is a trick of the devil he has a blinding us at the same time of all the good things God is doing hallelujah all the great things God's doing all the wonderful things that God's doing in our life and the way God is working memorial prayers long range prayers what did it say about Cornelius he said your arms and your prayers what did they come up They built a big old monument out there. And when I was passing by, Cornelius, and you wasn't even supposed to have the Holy Ghost, I said, well, man, look at that monument. That man has built something. I can't go over that. I can't pass over that. I'm telling you what God said. There ain't no way I can walk around Cornelius anymore. He's already stacked up enough prayers. He's got a monument built so big. All hell can't stop me. All the devils I don't care what the devil likes Like it or want it Mr. Devil I preached to you Sunday night He said if it's written It's written It's finished It's settled It's sure It's solid It's true It'll work It'll happen (laughs) Hallelujah Hallelujah Maybe nothing we need immediately But we still need prayer because we need to stack some more of them up amen stack some more of them up like kept seeing them prayers come up that memorial come up that child of god that wouldn't take no for an answer that child of god that just wouldn't stop That child of God that just would not stop. They just would not be discouraged. Looks like everything to discourage them, yet they wasn't discouraged because they kept on stacking up those prayers, stacking up those prayers, stacking up those prayers, stacking up those prayers. prayers. hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, Jesus, help me, Lord. I want to get somebody that wants to pray tonight. Amen. I want to get somebody that wants to get stirred up about prayer. Amen. I'll tell you, Monday, and again today, we've had our, our biggest crowds in our morning prayer meeting. People coming here praying and seeking God. I believe it has been. Don't y'all think? You that's been coming? Amen. Seem seems like we've had more people here the last two mornings than we've ever. Hallelujah. People that want to pray. Oh, it'll work. It'll work. Just look around and see what the Lord has done. Amen. I look at the Clifton's and I see Sister Candy sitting down here. You know what they said about Sister Candy? said she is the last one we thought would ever get in church. When she came to this church, she said, I will to tell you, I come to stay. I come to get in and stay with it. And I'll tell you something, God's already done enough for us. If you don't do anything else, he's already done enough. He's already done enough to make me kick out sheet in the morning, roll out of that bed, and say, Flesh, whether you like it or lump it, here you go. You're going to go to prayer meeting, and when you get there, you're not going to pray a sweeping prayer, but you're going to pray an earnest prayer. Everybody stand together and give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Hallelujah! I'll tell you this if you'll pray you'll stay if you pray you'll be spiritual if you don't just the reverse might be true men why don't y'all help me some more young men why don't y'all help me come on let's pray hallelujah we've got great prayer meetings you may can't come in the morning prayer meetings and i know i know that's that's a challenge for everybody but it just may almost be absolutely impossible amen there's a sister that lives at uh bryant i believe it is benton amen that uh she's not where she can come but um, she said I set my alarm clock, and I get up and pray at my house. Well, I know prayer meeting's going on at this church where I can be praying with y'all. Is that wonderful? You can do it, too. You can do it, too. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. What do you say, let's pray? What do you say, let's pray? What do you say, let's, you say, let's walk with God? What you say? Let's overcome. Amen. Do you believe it's, do you believe that it's had an effect on this church? Do y'all honestly believe that? Do you believe we're where we're at tonight because of prayer? Do y'all realize that, that the Lord has blessed us, blessed us here to influence, I don't know how many other churches to pray? Amen. I told you the other morning, they were praying. Brother Cecil, way out on the West Coast, they're getting up and going to prayer meeting. Six o'clock. They're having prayer meeting in the mornings. Hallelujah. You know you, you know my biggest regret? My biggest regret about prayer? I wish so bad 20 years ago, I wish I'd have started coming to this church praying. I wish I'd have started morning prayer meeting. I wonder what we would have seen happen. But I'm telling you, my mind's made up. Hallelujah. Because I know this. It's going to do some good if it's just me here. And uh, surely Brother Danny Walters will show up. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And some more. But it's been a whole host of people are coming. And had not it been great? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Devil's a liar. Devil's a liar. I'd like to affect this generation. I'd like to see revival. Amen. I'd like to plant one right on the devil's nose. When he's saying people are backsliding, I'd like to just show him some. It, it's getting this old-time religion. I'm not talking about this new religion. I'm talking about this old-time devil casting out. Life-changing. Life-changing religion. Stay with me, church. Help me, men. I need you, sisters. Young people, I need you. Amen. I'm going to get on my knees and ask you. I need you to help me pray. I need you to help me pray please let's have evening prayer meetings. Amen. Before our service starts would y'all please pray with me. Would you just would you pray earnest prayers. Would you give it for 15 minutes. Would you give it some red hot prayer. Amen. Right out of your soul would you pray. Amen. Would you not sit and look and talk and and visit, uh, but pray out of your heart and seek God out of your heart. Uh, Because if you'll do it, we'll see your children that it's going to die and go to hell. If somebody don't get between them and hell, they're going to be lost. Uh, You better help me. Uh, You better believe with me. Uh, You better pray with me. Hallelujah. We need miracles to take place. Uh, We need some more healings to take place. Uh, We need Sister Morris completely healed of this affliction. We need her completely made whole. I'm going to tell you through prayer it will happen. Reach over put your hand on somebody's shoulder. Let's pray together right now. In Jesus' name. Lord, we believe you, Lord. We believe you, Lord. We believe you, Lord. We believe you, Lord. We believe believe in prayer, Lord. Devil, you're a loose God's people. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh. God, oh God. In the name of Jesus, give us prayer. Give us prayer. Give us prayer, warriors. Give us travail. Oh, hallelujah. 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 Let's pray for Sister Morris right now. Let's ask God to heal that temple. Amen. Where it can shout, worship, glorify God. In the name of Jesus. You devil, you're a liar. Hallelujah. In the name of the Lord, 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 in the name of the Lord. hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. He Hallelujah, hallelujah. <laughs> Woo, hallelujah, hallelujah. <laughs> hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. <laughs> you're on the brink of a miracle, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Uh, the brink of a miracle, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. A shy, a shy, a hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Amen, amen. I want to tell you oh. something. Another reason, church, we should pray. Did you know when we pray, the more we pray, the more transparent we get. And His glory shines through us. You know what people are going to say when they come and find out we're praying? They're going to find out we're not a proud, lofty people that think we've done something. They're going to say, that's a humble people. You know what else they're going to say? They're going to say, God done that for them because they prayed. you believe that? Do you believe God done this, what you're looking at tonight? I believe every piece of marble that's in that you, and thank God, amen, they're putting some more down. Hallelujah. Appreciate the way these brothers have been coming up here working. Amen on it. They're on the landscape today. Appreciate that. And uh, we're trying to see just as much of it finished up as possible uh, for this special service. It's not this Sunday, but it's next Sunday. I appreciate all of y'all, all of your help and coming. But I believe with all my heart the reason all of it has been done is because people humbled themselves in prayer. And people don't have to go away and say they're not trying to be showy. God done it. God's given us what we've got. Oh Jesus. I'm fixing to dismiss you. But I want to tell you something else. I left out a big part of this message that I could add to it. The blessings that God will send your way because of your walk with God. Amen. I believe with all my heart everything I have and the natural is all come about through my walk with God. Hell, I know it has. He has blessed me financially. Don't get jealous. Don't get mad. Don't get upset when He blesses me with something or with my wife a new pair of shoes. Don't you get upset? I tell you what. I got to confess up about that. Hey Amen. I didn't buy her any, but I bought me a pair. <laughs> boy of mine was there standing with two pair in his hands Lord have mercy but don't get jealous don't get jealous When my wonderful father wants to come down and lavish his blessings upon me hallelujah you just give him the glory you just give him the praise you just give him the praise you just give him the praise hallelujah everything you see that's done in this building he done every bit of it of it all belongs to him everything you see from those letters way up there on those beams everything he, he did every bit of this he gets all the glory he gets all the praise amen he just allowed us to be the feeble little instruments that he has chosen to use and channeled it through us and oh what a blessing God has been in our life you can't lose with this you'll do good financially. the devil will fight you he'll fight you when you give to God's cause He'll fight you. Get ready for it. Man, I told you at the beginning of this message tonight, there's only one way to meet the devil, and that's head on. You just got to double up your fist and say, Devil, I don't care what you do. I'm going to gild. I'm going to work for God. I'm putting it on the altar. I'll put it on the line. And I promise you, when you have proved that point to God, as well as to the devil, he'll roll back the windows of heaven, and he'll bless you. All oh, the devils in hell can't stop God from blessing you financially, physically, every way. When God gets through testing you, He'll bless you. He'll bless you. Well, praise God. Wave your hands to the Lord and praise Him together right now. I thank you, Jesus. You know what you need to do? You just need to make a commitment and get that out of your mind. Well, I may, maybe, maybe so. I don't know so. Just settle it. Yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm going to pay my tithes. I'm going to give half, shickle. I'm going to give offerings. I'm going to support missionaries. I'm going to support the work of God. Lock it or lump it, devil. I'm going to do it anyhow. tell you the only way you'll ever pay your tithes is just say hey I'm gonna pay them yeah. hey ain't no ifs lands about it hey you're looking at a pastor I pay my tithes just like you pay your tithes I pay mine so that gives me all rights in the world to preach about tithe paying yeah. that's right yeah. hallelujah hallelujah yeah. hallelujah amen 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 hallelujah she's been just inching out of here
1: amen. Yeah. Come on, Uh, the Lord uh, gave me a thought during the prayer service before church that I I have never had the Lord give this thought to me before uh, about uh, that Jesus, he he is the rock of my self. And we're standing, we're standing on that rock. His word is the true rock. But then the scripture came to my mind that, uh, we're living in a time when everything that can be shaken is going to be shaken. But uh, in the work, this is the thought then that comes to me: that uh, in prayer, we can our feet will it will just sit down in that rock. Our feet, our feet, glory, hallelujah, praise the Lord, hallelujah. Oh, and we just, we won't only just be standing on the rock, but our feet will sink down in that rock, that we'll have more strength whenever the trials come and the wind blows. The more we pray, the more steady we're going to feel, because prayer has let our feet down in the rock.
0: Amen. Turn around and tell somebody, I've got victory. Amen. I'm determined. You're dismissed in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.